0: Thank you for listening to Knockin' Doors Down, brought to you by KDD Media Company.
1: Just to look back, dude, I'm just like, damn, dude, mm-hmm. I, it's, it's just crazy to look at how much yeah. shit I went through and put myself through my everybody, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like, to finally give it a chance and like, to get healthy and like, get a clear head mm-hmm. and just everything, work on myself, dude, it's just like, dude, I wouldn't give it up for nothing now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, just the, the, what I know now, I, I wish I could have figured this out. Back then, you yeah. know what I mean? When I was younger, but like there's no regret, like there's always just the path I like, took, you know what I mean? Right, like, right. So I'm still breathing, I'm alive, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I wake up in the morning breathing, I'm just like, it's
2: fucking awesome. you know what <laughs> I mean?
1: It's it.
0: Inside the fifty-one fifty studios, this is Knocking Doors Down, a podcast speaking with celebrities, experts, and everyday people about the adversities they've overcome, including addiction mental health issues traumas and more your host jason here and uh hey i've suffered from alcoholism some childhood trauma sexual abuse my co-host over there uncle mikey what is going on people well yeah he's had some shit as well yeah what are you gonna do and uh, our guest this week legendary skateboarder totally fucking awesome dude andy roy andy roy rip ride baby Stick around after we talk to Andy. We will get into, well, some shit that annoys us and the way that people text us. And we thank you guys for listening to the Knockin' Doors Down podcast. Again, available on Spotify, Apple Podcast app. You can leave us a five-star rating and review there. We would definitely appreciate it. Google Podcasts, iHeart, and of course, by going to kddpodcast.com. That also has the link to the YouTube channel. And hey, help us out. Share with a friend. That's how we continue to grow. Share our stuff on social media, whatever it is. And of course, all those links in the podcast description. And of course, we can't do knocking doors down without 5150LTM swagging us out wherever we go. So if you see our social media posts on our YouTube channel where we have the full videos, you can see that we are wearing 5150LTM gear. Isn't there a promo code? There is, Mikey. It's pretty simple. Use KDD20. What? kdd20 that's kdd20 at checkout when you go to 5150ltm.com sick the
3: knocking doors down book shares all the history and inspiration behind the carlos vieira foundation and how it all started all proceeds from the book benefit the carlos vieira foundation's race to be drug free campaign so what's that all about through the race to be drug free campaign Carlos Vieira Foundation raises awareness about drug abuse, donates to drug-free programs, and brings drug-free speakers into schools to educate youth. The Race to Be Drug-Free campaign's main program is the Gloves Not Drugs boxing program. This program is completely free for kids between the ages of 8 and 17 to learn discipline, strength, respect, camaraderie, and the art of boxing. The program was created to keep kids off the streets, out of gangs, and away from drugs. For more info
0: and to get involved, check out carlosvierafoundation.org. This episode of Knocking Doors Down is brought to you by Recovery in the Middle Ages, a podcast about two middle-aged suburban dads in their pursuit of life, love, and recovery. These guys are hilarious and informative, and they're brought together by their common struggle. Mike and Nat get to know each other's addiction story on air and realize they have more in common than they thought. Find Recovery in the Middle Ages on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Facebook, Twitter, and MiddleAgesRecovery.com. That's MiddleAgesRecovery.com.
4: I'm usually the most tattooed person on here, bro. So you're kind of <laughs> fucking things up right now. <laughs>
0: uh, I know, I've only got like like three, but bigger ones. I'm going to finish a sleeve here by the end of the year. And it's like, fuck, I'm, I'm the deficient one. <laughs> you got to catch up, man. Man, fucking Andy really cool. Thanks for uh, sitting down with us here, man. Oh, of course, a, man. It's an honor and a privilege, you know, that uh, we've been jacked up about this one. So yeah. it's, it's cool. Uh, of course, we're going to jump into, you know, fuck all that stuff that you fell in the path. But what's, uh, what's going down now? What are we up to?
1: Oh, man. Uh, uh, I, I just got to say, life is fucking great right now. You know what I mean? This is the happiest, healthiest I've ever been in my life. I feel young, you, you know, look good. fifty years old, dude, I still like, dude. I feel like a little kid. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Right, yeah, it's rad. I'm just, uh, dude. I'm working at a treatment center called New Origins.
0: Okay, Okay. Who
1: saved my life? Changed my life, dude. These guys are amazing. They have the biggest heart. My my buddy Ron owns it, and my uh, and Josh, he's my sponsor that works there, like. Dude, those dudes took me in with, like, the whole, everybody that works there, dude, just, like, took me in, opened arms, loved me, mm-hmm. and, uh, dude, it changed my life, dude. I'm so happy i gone through there, so I'm, I'm, uh, with my platform I got now, I'm trying to reach out, and, like, anyone struggling or anything, I try and help them out and try and get them into treatment, get them yeah. some help, you know what I mean? I don't right. wish it on nobody. Right. My, my worst enemy, you know? Right. Yeah. So I'm doing that, and I'm, uh, do skateboard lessons with kids, and I announce, uh, I host contests and stuff, and, dude, I just keep it rolling, skateboarding, man, yeah. I'm just having a blast, dude. Yeah, right, yeah,
4: and I mean, cool. if you're a skater, you know, obviously, you know who Andy Roy is, and I mean, the epically later with Patrick O'Dell and all that, like, you were still going through it during that, right? I was, I
1: was trying to play it off, dude, that's just how heavy this disease is, you right, know what I mean? Right. Like, it was just obvious, you know, it's yeah. just skinny, I was living in that SRO right. in San Francisco, uh-huh. where it's just... Prostitutes and junkies living in there. Right. I loved it at the time. Sure Don't get us. me wrong. It's a block for away from the park. But, yeah, I was yeah. trying to play like like everyone, I'm sure, knew. You know what I mean? Right. But, yeah.
4: But you what know. I'm saying is, like, seeing you then and then seeing you now, it's, like, fucking completely different person. It's black and white, and it's awesome. So I want to give you props for that because okay. it's, like, good for you, dude. Like, you're fucking killing it now. You know, you got fucking – yoked you know getting off yeah. all that shit and it's just like it's just so black and white from the epically later dandy andy to now it's
1: like that it's incredible transformation yeah it's crazy man like to look back and see how i was mm-hmm. It's just crazy yeah. and i was okay with it for for so long mm-hmm. you know what i mean i just thought that's how i was and i'm gonna be and then that's just how it is and you know i mean it took me a, a few times to like figure it out like after that you know you know I ended up going to rehab and stuff like that and relapsed and but uh just to look back dude I'm just like damn dude Mm -hmm. it's it's just crazy to look at how much shit I went through and put myself through my everybody Mm -hmm. you know what I mean Mm -hmm. and like to finally give it a chance and like to get healthy and like get a clear head Mm -hmm. and just everything work on myself dude it's just like dude I wouldn't give it up for nothing now you know what I mean like just the, the, what I know now, I, I wish I could have figured this out back then, you yeah. know what I mean, when I was younger. But, like, there's no regret. Like, there's all, it's just the path, like, to, you know what I mean? Right, like, right. So, I'm still breathing. I'm alive, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I wake up in the morning breathing. I'm just like, it's fucking off.
0: Awesome. You know what I mean? It's <laughs> sick. It, yeah, hell yeah. I'm still trying to find that total everyday, like, all right, it's on, you know? Or yeah. To, like, the cool thing, I, and, and, you know... Tell me if you're on I know when Mikey and I've talked and maybe how we fell into different stuff and for me it was kind of idolizing certain people like I loved rock stars and stuff mm-hmm. you know like Nikki Six is one of my childhood heroes. maybe for you as skaters and it was kind of like okay this was their lifestyle and I headed towards it like what for you like really segued you into even you know using any kind of substance whatsoever.
1: Well, like I, I, I grew up in Santa Cruz, and it's like a laid-back, like hippie town, and like it's real small, mm-hmm. and uh, um, so everyone smoked weed and everything. So, like, I just grew up so, like from a young age, you know what I mean? And and rest in peace, my mom. She partied when she was younger, and I, I, I seen, I seen her partying it was not like heroin stuff, but she did some drugs. But like, she was all like, I just want to make this clear, like. She made sure there was a rip over my head. I wanted to do little league. She bought me my first skateboard, surfboard. You know what I mean? She she made it all happen for me. She ended up quitting quitting drugs, but like at a young age, I seen her do it, and I was stealing it from her, like from like seventh grade to twelfth, stealing blow from her and weed from my dad. But like they're they're amazing. You know what I mean? Like they stopped and like cleaned up. My mom, you know, and she hid it from me, but I was nosy and would snoop through her room. You know what I mean? But like. I've just seen it at such a young age and it was such a small town. Uh, and, like, look at, like, when I got into skateboarding, dude, I, I always liked the the maniacs, you know what I mean? Yeah. The Jay Adams. Yeah, oh, yeah. And uh, people like that, you know what I mean? Like, Todd Prince, J.J. Rogers, uh, Ross Goodman. And these dudes were all, like, badass skateboarders. Duane but Peters. they, yeah, Dwayne <laughs> Peters was another one, Hell, you yeah. know? Mm-hmm. But those guys partying and, like, they, they did crazy stuff. And I was like, I wanna be like that. You know what I mean? Did you ever skate with Dwayne Peters? Yeah, yeah. I sure did. Well,
0: a lot of people. And those guys were so inventive. That, like, do you think much like, you know, like artists and stuff, you know, that, that 80s era, cause you know, I, you're a little bit older than me, but like seeing it, you know, do you think it just like played into a part of it? Like the mindset was this enhances my creativity? Cause some of the shit for a sober mind can be a little bit crazy, so to speak. Yeah, I mean, do you think a lot of it was like, Man, fuck, I tripped, dude. Like I went on a cool trip and I thought, man, I'm going to do a fucking 900. What? Nobody can do that. It's like, I'll prove you wrong. Do you think it kind of played into the lifestyle overall in that art form? Because I, like, I look at skateboarding as an
1: art form.
0: Oh, yeah. for you sure. You mean like the party? What do you, what do you yeah, mean? like the party scene and everything else that it really kind of played in even in the innovation of a lot of it.
1: Yeah, yeah I, I think so. Because skateboarders are so cr- creative and or free spirited or whatever. Yeah, or like, yeah. like, when I started doing it, it was like an outlaw thing, you know, like that's just like no one cared for it, like the it, chicks didn't like, it, you know what I mean? So you just break off and do your own thing. And uh you you just yeah, you're just creative and get wild with it. And then the partying and everything it's just like you know like I took I took acid the best I ever skated was on acid or mushrooms. Because I oh, just shit. like was so zoned out and like Dude, you couldn't tackle me off my board. Right. But it was just like skateboarding and part. it all came hand in hand. We were just – it was just crazy back then. You right. know what I mean? Where now, these days, like they're like athletes they say. You yeah, know what I mean? I so. don't think it's a sport but like – Me either. I've <laughs> said <laughs> that a million times. I don't think it's a
4: sport at all. It's a hobby and it's just, well, why isn't it a sport? There, Well, there's there's skate coaches but you don't need a co- – I mean, yeah, it helps that like how you teach them. Kids can use that but it's not like – and they say oh gosh what is an argument that people have like yes there's skate teams yes there are skate coaches but there's no like skate referees there's no rules you right. know what i'm saying so that's why i am so pro it is not a sport skateboarding is not a sport i've always said that and i'm glad annie roy said it too
2: yeah yeah so. it's, it's like,
1: for me it's like art you know yeah. what i mean it, people absolutely. come from different backgrounds some come from broken homes or whatever it may be and then when they step outside or get on a whatever they're skating they can express themselves that way and let it all out Mm -hmm. whatever it is you know what I mean and and every skateboard is an individual you know what I mean it's just like yeah I came from here where it was just like an outlaw thing it just wasn't Cool, you yeah, know what yeah. I mean? Like, I'm not knocking what what's going on now. Like, more power to skateboarders getting paid because your body gets beat down. Sure, but I'm just for me, I just think it's like art. Like, it's just like comes from you know, like for me, it came from my heart. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And I would have done it whether I got paid or not. Right. But yeah, it's a lot different. But yeah, man, it was just like. It was just a lot wild back then. Right. And people part, like, it was just crazy. Right. You know, like,
4: it's a lot different now. You know no, for sure. Like, now it's a lot different, but in my opinion, it's a lot different, kind of, like, as better. Because I know that in every skate video it says we are not role models, this, this, and that. But, I mean, let's be honest. We looked up to them as role models. Like, I know I did because yeah. I grew up on, like, Baker 2G, you know. My favorite skaters in the world was Jim Greco and Eric Ellington. Yeah. I love those dudes. They're and right. they're... You know, no shirt, leather jacket Just out of their minds, you know, partying And I'm just like, fuck, that's so rad You know what I mean? But like now um, I don't think I'm not sure who has a hand in it, but a lot of them Like villager goods It's a coconut water, like they're they're Promoting health and skateboarding and stretching And that's awesome, I love that Like kids look up to that now rather than You know I, I keep going back to Baker 2G, but that, that was my shit. That was my movie, like, I, yeah. that's just what I grew up on. So I always say like, it's awesome now how kids can grow up to skateboarding, but like neem Williams, how he promotes like stretching, working out, you know, doing all that before you go skate to skate longer, your body can last yeah. longer and stuff. And I love that, I think that's great. Absolutely. Yeah,
1: yeah cause as you get older, your body starts breaking down, if you're skateboarding, you're, you just take a beating from skateboarding. Yeah. So when you get older and that's all you've done, mm-hmm. and you're, it's in your blood forever, so you're gonna do it until your body won't let you no sure. more. So you try and figure out ways to eat better, stretch, whatever it is, to, to to last longer skateboarding, you know what I mean? So you can skate and have fun, you know? Like yeah. if you're, I don't know, like if I, I'm so much more clear now and I, I have so much more fun and more focused when I skateboard now, with mm-hmm. a clear head. You yeah, know what I mean? Like, for sure. When I was so, when I was all strung out, dude, I was just skating like shit. You know what I mean? It was horrible.
0: More with Andy Roy coming up. We'll talk with him about some of his favorite skate trip stories, random questions, including uh, his top three favorite skateboarders of all time, pet peeves, and what uh, album and movie would he take if he was on a deserted island. Stick around for that.
3: 5150 is a lifestyle. We believe in pushing yourself, finding your passion, knowing your dreams and working hard, and always striving to make those dreams your reality. We believe life is too short to sit back and say, what if? Go after it, grab it, and make it happen. Being 5150 is committing to that long, hard road. That road you know is going to be tough, but the most rewarding. That's living the madness. That's 5150. If you're living the 5150 lifestyle, then celebrate by rocking the goods. So listen up. There's a special deal for listeners of knocking doors down. Go to 5150ltm.com and enter code KDD20 and receive 20% off your purchase. That's 51FIFTYLTM.com.
0: Recovery in the Middle Ages, a podcast about two middle-aged suburban dads and their pursuit of life, love, and recovery. Host Mike and Nat brought together by their common struggle of addiction. They get to know each other's addiction story on air and realize they have more in common than they thought. They discuss current topics of interest to the recovery community, including 12-step, all recovery, the newest medical research, and with honesty, humility, and a lot of humor, talk about their daily struggle to maintain their recovery and anonymity in the world of soccer moms and PTA meetings. If the neighbors only knew. Find Recovery in the Middle Ages on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Facebook, Twitter, and MiddleagesRecovery.com. That's MiddleagesRecovery.com. A proud sponsor of the Knockin' Doors Down podcast. I'm assuming you probably hit a point where like skating wasn't even a fucking priority anymore. Oh
1: well, no, I bailed out. Like, dude, yeah. I this started when I wrote for like Consolidate and I'm like you know, because I go on trips and in Santa Cruz, like the, the dudes I went to high school with, we partied, we did blow, drank, smoked weed. And then as I, you know, as I got sponsored and start traveling, I come back and visit them, you know, they start smoking mm-hmm. coke, mm-hmm. crap, whatever, before it was coke, whatever, coke. They cook it up in a spoon, bacon and soak, do the whole deal. And I party with them and then I take off on trips and then uh, came back. And then like one dude, one of my buddies had heroin. You know what I mean? And I think I broke my ankle at the time and so I was out for a while. So I couldn't skate for like six months or something. And I went over there smoking heroin and that's t- that's where it started. I started smoking. I was just sitting around partying with them. I couldn't skate and they right. just snatched me up and then I, I, the, off to the races, you know? But
0: yeah, cause this was still in the Santa Cruz area, right?
1: I was in Santa Cruz, yeah. And saw it in and then, it, and it, Led the anti hero where when I started writing for them, I got strung out, and then like I go to contests and I went to like a Tampa Pro, and it was like my first contest with the anti hero. When I fucking like I had my buddy Pigman, he, he's clean now, he, he's a Burnside dude, do, right? yeah, it was, yeah, it's. I'm, with years but it was in the 90s like no, no 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 he was on 1984
4: there wasn't there a skate team
1: 1984? 1984 1984 yeah, I think or yeah. something yeah I remember Pigpen yeah, yeah. He was a burnt, he, he's a rap dude yeah but I had him get me some heroin and like you know and I brought it with me to Tampa Florida and the contest we got there on a Wednesday Friday was the contest it was till like Sunday mm-hmm. and I ran out on Friday you know yeah I smoked it all and went and couldn't sleep the night before. I was just like trying to drink whatever I could and I was taking baths, doing it, you know? But I just like powered through it and, and did what I had to do. Mm-hmm. I remember my team manager like, dude, if you get top five, I'll buy you crack in a hooker. And I was like, fuck yes, all right, I'm gonna get top, you know, so then when we go to the sketchy area to go get drugs and I could go look for some heroin, you know what I mean? didn't end up finding, I got, I ended up getting fit place. so okay. we went there, I, I I got the hooker, and I got the, the the. I didn't get the heroin though, we ended up not getting it, you know, right. but it was just crazy, but I powered through it, but like, it just like, and it just kept getting worse and worse, and then, you know, because I had a little bit of money then, so I could buy it, and like, get it in time to go on trips and stuff, and then, as I got deeper into it, Sometimes you just can't get it, and there's a trip coming up, so I'd ditch out. And I disappeared from from all my friends, Skate and Julian and Cardiel and all these guys, and uh, I was so embarrassed and sucked up. just It was horrible, so I just, like, wouldn't answer the phone, like, just avoid them, so I just disappeared. Mm-hmm. And then I was just in that, that drug world where I was just, like, hanging out with sketchy people, and, like, I just disappeared. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it was just, like, I popped back up and, like, they try and help me, but I was just like I just would disappear. I was just yeah. like if I'm using, you're not gonna find me. I'm yeah. just gone and I'm with some sketchy people doing sketchy stuff, and that's just how it is. You mm. know what I mean? I get locked up and I get out, do all right, and this I was you know, I was in my twenties, you mm. know, early twenties, so like it just like I just wasn't ready. You know, I I thought I was gonna be young forever. I'll get off eventually and I'll get back into skating, but like Years started going by, you know what I mean. So yeah, yeah, it just totally just it just got in the way of skating. You know what I mean. That was more important. Than get your get sure, sure you know. It's, a, it's just crazy to look at, you know. And I'd be in jail or something or prison, looking at magazines, and all uh, my buddies are all tra- in Australia, Brazil, wherever, and I'm locked up in a cell. You know it's what I gotta mean? Just like fucking hard. Yeah. yeah. Like, what am I doing? You but, know?
0: Yeah. Well, it's sad that it didn't sink in then, but it's interesting because I was curious where you're at geographically because I grew up in the Watsonville area I guess, so for people that don't know very close to Santa Cruz yeah. California and I remember when it hit the news and black tar heroin invading our you know yeah. our local counties and shit like that and it's pretty fucking banana sandwiches here's you know it's weird how life is here you are you know getting your stardom I'm probably about 30 miles away from where you're living yeah. and here we are talking 30 something years later so it's just it's a trip but uh so you talk about that very common going into seclusion to use the, the shame and the guilt and everything yeah. else. Like, when, how have you dealt with that kind of breaking of that cycle? What was it for you to, you know, I mean, obviously we talk about the 12 steps and everything. Right. But how was it for you to really lay that down and go through that process internally? Because people don't realize that in addition to the withdrawal, there is that mental and emotional aspect that you have to confront as well because of
1: the consequences of your actions. Yeah, man, like it's just, uh, I was just so many years were passing by that I wasted and getting locked up and I started getting older, you know what I mean? And it took me a minute to figure it out, but I was just finally like this last time I Had a girlfriend for like six years, you know what I mean. I was even working at a treatment center, and I started using it at the end. But like, when it finally I hit that brick wall and losing everything, mm-hmm. I just finally had enough. And where from there, I ended up. My ex reached out to the New Origins, the owner mm-hmm. Ron, where I'm at now, mm-hmm. and uh, I had no money, nothing. He took me in, and like, like I said, it was just like the love that they have at New Origins and that like, they care, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It was just like, I was just so beat up and I'm, you know, I'm in my 40s, like, dude, I was just like, I'm done, like, dude, I don't want to go, because if, if I start using it again, I'm going to end up going to jail, back to prison, you know what I mean? And it's just like, you know, I'm just, it's, I'm going to be like 60 years old, like, I was getting tired of it yeah. and then, When I went to New Origins, like I said, just the love and everything, and getting a sponsor, which I always avoided that. Mm -hmm. And I'm still working on the steps, but like I got these guys to go out, and I see them all the time, and I get to speak to them and talk to them. And these dudes been to prison and like done probably crazier, have done crazier stuff than I have. And for them to like where they're at now, and, and how they hold themselves, and how they care for all the clients that come through there, the love. I just thought that was really neat. I was just like, man, it's pretty cool. Like, dude, these dudes were running the streets, robbing and stealing, kidnapping, doing drugs, shooting whatever they were doing, you know, stealing cars. And uh, my buddy Ron, the owner, like, dude, he got out of prison and he started going to college, riding a bike, he got out, he like, paroled in flip-flops and like shorts and started going to school and he got into like the treatment, and, like worked his way up and like now he helps people all the time, you know what I mean? And I just thought that was neat, you know what I mean? Like, it just gave me some hope. And just the way they carry themselves is pretty neat. They're, they're like, they everybody has their ups and downs. Like, when you get clean and sober, it's not like you're on that pink cloud forever. I was riding that for a long time, mm-hmm. but you, you are going to have bumps in the road. But, like, going through New Origins, I got to, like, and going in these groups and participating, I took it serious, you know? And that was another thing, like, he gave me a chance to come in there, scholarship me. I'm not gonna waste their time. You know what I mean? I'm gonna sit in these seats, and I'm just gonna a therapist and a counselor once a week for an hour, and I just start letting it out. Everything I was holding in for my whole life, I was just like, you know what? I'm finally just like, I'm gonna surrender, and I'm just gonna give it all up. You know what I mean? Like, what, what can that hurt? You know what I mean? And once I did that, it was start. I start feeling great. Yeah. You know what I mean? And start. Uh, my character defects you know what I mean I was very angry when I was using and even before I was using I was just a, like I grew up looking up to and all these guys and they were just such badass I just thought you just terrorize people you fuck with people yeah. and you just fucking be crazy you yeah. know what I mean yeah yeah and like like when I started opening up and let it all out I started getting more comfortable with myself like you know what I mean let like realized that I, felt better the hell and it was you know yeah. like when you hold on to negativity and like let people get to you that just weighs on us. it's gonna ruin your day mm-hmm. you know what I mean i'm like you know what it's just better to be humble and cool and like to just let stuff go where before I'd like if I had a problem with someone even people I know them forever years it's like if i if we got an argument or something dude I've never talked to them again like all my buddy car all these guys will tell you like dude once I didn't like someone and that was it I was done like I'll never talk to them again. And like now, confrontation, like, dude, it, it'll give me so much anxiety. Like, dude, I, I, don't, I don't want no part of it. I don't hate nobody no more. Like, I don't even like using that word. Uh, it's just better to be cool. And uh, yeah, just working on all my defects, you know what I mean? Like, my anger and like being, you know, so selfish before, you know, it's all about me. And like, it was just like, uh, it's better to be humble, you know? It's just like working on all my, it's not just your addiction. It's just like, your character defects you know that's a lot to do with it too mm-hmm. you know people don't know you got like i was just holding a lot of stuff in and once yeah. i just let that stuff go and start working on myself and doing all that things started getting better so like when i am struggling and something's like in my head dude i sleep on it dude i'll wait to react on it and in the morning it's usually better which is always best yeah on it, you know?
4: sit on it wait yeah. all that so I had a question for you. So when you're, you know, doing your stints, because you've done multiple stints in prison. Mike, or was it Yeah, just I, a...
1: I have a term and I did a bunch of violations. Right, right. I did more jail time than okay. I did prison, but I've I, I been to prison and did violations going back to prison and stuff, yeah.
4: Did you have some, like, pretty gnarly nights, like white-knuckling it coming off of whatever you were on, you know what I mean? Like, were those nights pretty gnarly?
1: So bad. Yeah. Well, you go to jail first before you go to prison. Right, so, like, right. dude, I remember I was in Modesto, mm-hmm. and I was... Dude, I was a homeless in Modesto for like 10 years, sleeping in bushes, recycling cans on a BMX bike. Where were you at, 9th? I was on 9th Street, yeah. that's all beaten down jail, uh, man. Yeah. Oh, that's it's dirty, yeah. it's not a nice jail at all. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I was uh, strung out, I was uh, on methadone, I was going to the clinic, so I had two habits and I got arrested and I got locked up. Uh, my mommy bailed me out, nothing mm-hmm. like that. and. Dude, I didn't sleep for like 45 days. Taking oh, methadone, cause that stuff gets in your bones. And right. dude, it was brutal. I and mean, it's like, it's not a nice gel. You right. know what I mean? Right. So like, just being like, dude, I couldn't sleep for 45 days. Like a couple minutes here and there, but like, and you know, like everyone's been in there while. They're all healthy and anything could go could go bad in there. Right. You know what I mean? And when you're all feeble and sucked up and hurting, dude, it's just not a nice place to be. Right dude, and I just like kicked so many times in jail, but that was like, it was easier to kick in jail. Cause you know, you can't get it. Right. Stuff would come in and I would get high and they're like, yeah, all right. But like it, it was, it was brutal, man. Like, so
4: it's like your mindset was different. Cause like you said, you know, you couldn't get it on the street. You can get it. So it's like, I'm going to go find that shit. Yeah. You can like jail.
1: Yeah. And they to, yeah. And so it comes in, you right, know what I mean? Right. And then it's expensive or whatever. Yeah. Unless you got a homie that comes in, you know, but, uh, yeah, dude. There's so many, dude. And I kick. And I'm like, dude. I'm never doing this again. And then I just do it again. You know? There's so many times kicking in jail yeah. and just being miserable. And they don't give you nothing in there. No. Nope. Nowadays they give you like Like if you're on methadone, they'll give it to you and wean you off of it. But back when I was going get locked up, dude, dude, you didn't get nothing. I didn't know they weaned you off of it nowadays. Yeah, oh, they'll, oh, they'll give it to you and then they they lower it and then wean right, right. you off of it. But yeah, dude, I just like. They didn't have that going on when I was right. locked up. Yeah, so no, there were some brutal nights, man. Yeah, I like know, I can imagine. Crazy stuff. Yeah, they wouldn't even give you a fucking Tylenol. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah. do No Tylenol,
0: not a Gatorade, not something to hydrate. You we certainly weren't going to get a can of soup or something. It's yeah. just like, fuck it, he dies, he dies. Oh, well. Yeah, I'm sure that was a prevailing attitude
1: then. Yeah, it was horrible. And I had a I used to run around on the streets, and we, we got into it. And, uh, we got in like a little fight and we like went our own ways and then when I got locked up I went into the same unit he did he had been in there while he was all healthy big and I came in all feeble cause he's like next time I see you I'm fucking you up right and I'm like I go in there and I wake up in the morning and he's like what's up and he's all huge and I'm just all slept up. He just looked at me. and He's like, "But it's all good." Right? Like, you ain't <laughs> "You're bored. like, no, don't, don't." <laughs> yeah, I was like, you going to get beat up right now or yeah. something? Like,
0: all this earns me is a fucking douchebag to beat up the uh, withered up dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, fucking no. crazy, man.
1: <sighs> yeah, some miserable nights, man. Like I would, I would party and I, I mean, I would, I would use in gel. But when I got to prison, I wouldn't mess around because that's, you're playing with the big boys yeah, there, you know. Yeah, for sure. But I stayed up days of, like doing speed in jail. In Watsonville, the honor farm, they had an honor oh, farm. Oh, yeah. like a Camp Snoopy. Mm-hmm. Like, like when you it's first that. start going to jail, it's like you go to this, this it's like just like a rant or something like a, uh, you could walk in and out. If right. you wanted to leave, you could just walk out. You know what right. I mean? And there was like open bays and you know, you have contact visits and there's lattes, but like drugs, it was like contact visits. So people would bring in drugs and Remember, like, my buddy hit some speed and been up for like, we got hold of it and I stayed up for like three or four days and we were up. My buddy, I remember one night, dude, because like, there's like a main station where the guards are, but they do like their little walk-bys. And uh, my buddy was all tweaked out and like, I looked down the bay and dude, he's got his like whole locker out and he's got everything out tweaking and like, well dude it was just hilarious and his (laughs) eyes are super big and we're like locked up in this little crazy little camp snoopy and then um i was up and i wanted to fucking I want to jack off yeah (laughs) say whatever you want (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. we're (laughs) unedited yeah so you're loud like uh my buddy jason jesse would come visit me he was like a dude i looked up to skateboarding sure and uh he came to visit me, and he gave me, like, a bunch of shoes, because you have shoes in there, and a bunch of porno mags. You could have, like, but no penetration. Mm. So he brought me all these mags, you know, and so I them up and put them on the inside of my locker. So, like, I've been up for days, and I'm like, dude, I'm going to jack off right now, right? <laughs> and there was this one guard, this one guard, and we called him up. Uh, uh, Sergeant Slaughter. He had like the, you know those, those uh, yeah, the the bats with the brim. you yeah. Sergeant no, Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. one of yeah. those dudes, right? Well, he would always try to catch people like gambling, rolling dice at night or just doing anything wrong. So sometimes on the empty bunks, he would slide into a bunk with the blanket and pretend he was an inmate and trying to catch people doing whatever oh, they're doing, yeah. right? So like, I'm, I'm getting my jack off and I fucking <laughs> slide my, uh my locker open with the little naked girls on there. I'm getting ready to get busy, and I see some movement in the corner of my eye, and I look over, and it's it's fucking Sergeant Slaughter with a blanket like up there, just looking right at me, and I was like, "Oh shit, right?" So I kind of just kind of closed my locker, pretend I was back to sleep, but yeah, we you know you could, like we'd have jack off contests in the fucking uh, greenhouse, like it was just like open to do whatever you wanted at this place. Yeah, yeah. drugs were easy to get, like. Yeah. yeah, it was nuts, man. I shot, we, we worked at the landfill, and uh, we worked at the landfill so we'd make phone calls and have people come bring us drugs or whatever. But we had We had like, uh, we all had our own little syringes out there, and like we had needles, and I remember like, we couldn't get no drugs, and we're like, well, we got some Kool-Aid. I don't know, we had some Kool-Aid or something. We're like, let's shoot some kool I remember shooting Kool-Aid in my neck, just for like, for whatever reason, like. It was just, I was well, doing what did like, that do, did it do I just got to like, taste like grape. I was like, like, <laughs> like a little sugar grass, but we were you know, I was right. like, I just like was still on that of just like,
4: I knew talking to, to Andy Roy, I would hear something that I've never heard before, and that <laughs> yeah. there it is right yeah. there. Yeah, I've heard a so people of cool like, like.
0: lining fucking, uh, like booze or something yeah, when no, they run no, out. Yeah. I'm never cool. <laughs> yeah, we are just bored, but hey, whatever. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> So, like, I could just picture you being high. Remember the fucking Kool-Aid guy
1: came through? Yeah, shoot that shit up. Yeah. (laughs) But it's crazy where our fucking mind goes. Yeah, dude. Like, it was just that. It was... I was just like that. So, I was just around those kind of people. I was in that drug world. I was running with these dudes on the streets, and I go to jail with them, and, like, I was just locked into this uh, junkie lot, this drug lot, you know what I mean? Like, jail, you know? Like, jail, we were locked down, and my buddy would, uh, she had his, his girlfriend uh, um send him like birthday cards or like whatever, Easter cards. And she would squirt it with speed. Oh. Like soak it and we could get it in like that. You know what I mean? So it doesn't smell or nothing. Mm, right. We, we, we got into it with the, the, the guards. So we got in like a riot with the guards in the county jail. So we were locked down. We were locked down for like I think two months or something. And I remember like at midnight is when like the mail comes. Mm-hmm. And then after the guard left, after passing out the mail, my buddy's like, I hit, I hit. And we're like, yeah. So we shot our fishing lines and he would rip off a piece of it and tie it to our line, and bring it back in, yeah, and yeah. Get, eat it, and be up for days in a cell where you can't even you get one hour out a day. Dude, it was crazy. And like, I had all those, uh, Maximum. what was that? Ma- uh, Maxim? Ma- yeah, with the girl. Yeah, 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 like. yeah. So yeah. people would get those in, so people would give them to me, and i cut them up, and I'd stick toothpaste on them, so I turned my cell into, like, my bedroom, like, it was my bedroom, so I was just, like, collaged it with all these pictures, and, like, scribbled all over the wall, I was just tweaking out, like and myself, for days, we we're just, all of us were just so fucked up. It was oh just God. crazy in a cell. And you couldn't go nowhere. You get one hour out, like going nuts. It was it was crazy, man. It was like just the shit I would do. You know what I mean? Damn, that it is fucking, fucking nuts. <laughs> well, people that
0: have that maybe hopefully we can kind of break that stigma around addiction. That are, but if there is a sense of judgment that they don't understand that this is just the lifestyle that goes with that community. You know? Yeah, if you're If you're people that, you know, you go to a certain church or school or whatever within a town, that this is just how it functions. Well, this is how addicts function, you know? It's like we got a bar where we live that like fucking, you'll drive by at like 7 a.m. and there's people in there already drinking. And it's just like, to these people, it's not abnormal. Mm -hmm. It's just, it becomes a normal way of functioning in life or whatever it is. You know what
1: I'm saying? Yeah, Yeah. it's great. Yeah like anything I do whatever it is I do it 100% Mm -hmm. whether it was using skateboarding whatever I'm into Mm -hmm. thankfully now I could push that towards my sobriety. I was going to say, clean. now you're 100% sober. Yeah, and I'm running with it. You know what I mean? And by giving it a chance, dude, I'm like, I, I had to give it a chance. Yeah. Like, now I'm just running like I'm full throttle. Like, dude, How I'm much sweating. time you have right now? I got a little over 20 months now. Good for dude, you. Yeah. That's awesome. As Longest as I ever had on my own without being locked up. You know what I mean? Good for you. Yeah, That's cool, cool man. Yeah, congrats. Yeah.
4: Are you sponsored by anybody right now, skating? I, I get stuff from like
1: Ace Trucks. Okay. Me and Jason Jesse started the Driven Skateboards. Okay, Nice and then people that, like Dan sends me shoes you right. know what I mean like I'm just stoked to go skate I don't even really care about right. like having have the video no more like I just I'm, I'm happy just to go skate and yeah. do my own thing or skate with my buddies I still travel a lot so I get to hit all the skate parks all over yeah. you know what yeah. I mean so like yeah it's just Need to do my own thing now and right. like have fun. You know, that's awesome, man. I skate just as hard as I did back then. Now I just don't have no pressure like
0: you have know, to video or like get the part done by this month, this time. Yeah, yeah. You, know? you know. Is it cooler now when you like go skate and and uh, get recognized somewhere, or when it's like maybe just some kid that comes up? It's like you, you see something, you throw him some advice, and he's just like, "What was your name?" And you're just like, "Andy," and he's
1: like, "Right on, man!" And it doesn't even dawn on him or. Dude, I, it's crazy. Well, when I, I was still using, I did a show, King of the Road, with Thrasher Magazine on Vice Land. I'm seeing it, yeah. And I was, I was on drugs then, and that, from that show, it kind of got, blew me, whatever, it got noticed. I
4: fucking love uh,
1: King of the Road. So you know, <laughs> like, I I got noticed a little bit from skating when I was a pro and stuff like that, but like, that, that kind of put it on another level where people yeah. recognize me and stuff and I get hit up a lot from that and like it's crazy now I get hit up for being clean and sober Mm -hmm. like dude I get almost every day like anywhere I go like dude I'm sober because of you like dude you inspired like I get hit up all the time and dude I'll I'll sit and talk with them as long as they want you know Mm -hmm. what I mean like that's pretty cool you know what I mean because if I could just give someone hope or whatever uh, and it helps me too you know what I mean like it's pretty neat so i i get hit up a lot like that i it blows me away yeah, like yeah. how many people come up and like dude it's crazy because no one ever thought i'd get clean so you know mm-hmm. what i mean sure like, this dude's an idiot you know <laughs> he's and a I lifer never, so to yeah clean. yeah absolutely mm-hmm. so yeah dude it's crazy like people hit me up all the time man it, it's 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 true man yeah. it, it's cool I, like i sit and talk to anybody i don't ever. Walk away from I'm not a dick or nothing. I don't care who it is, dude. I'll sit and talk to him for hours if I yeah. want, you know? Yeah.
0: Do you ever like imagine a conversation of yourself now with like 23 year old you and then and telling yourself to fuck off, you kook? I'm, that's never going to be me.
1: Yeah. Dude, I was just talking about this the other day, man. Like I, I just thought, back then I was so mean and I didn't like other pro skaters. Dude, I just was a, an asshole. Mm. Dude, if you didn't skate the way I did or like was part of my little crew, you're a kook and I'm gonna mentally, verbally abuse you, tort, fight you, whatever. Dude, I was an asshole. You know, everyone was a kook. And then now I look at it, how I was back then, and like, I was the biggest kook, you know, I was, you know, everyone's different, everyone's got their own deal going, you know, like, it's cool, like, if we're all the same, it'd be be boring, you know what I mean, so, like, now I look at it, I'm like, dude, I was the biggest kook, I thought everyone else was a kook, and it was really (laughs) me, and I was like, dude, like, yeah, I was the trip back then. Dude, I was just an asshole. No one wanted to hang out with. My own friends didn't even want to hang out with me, you know? Like, they're just like, dude, you're a dick, you know? Yeah. But yeah, I just like, I never thought I would be like this, you know? Yeah. could walk away from an argument or like just be open-minded like I am now or you know and fuck no more grudges
4: just let go yeah like it's cool man like think about it don't react so fast let it kind of sit for a minute (laughs) then react you know accordingly
0: yeah Yeah. that's still that's still one of my defects I'm curious how you do it is that like just walking away from it's not so much walking away from an argument but like my fragile little self is that when you attack something, especially if I've let you know an insecurity, then like I'm in a total fucking piece of shit then. Yeah. I'm still working on that. Like, how is it like for you? Like, how did you start to develop that skill set? Because I'm sure there's a lot of people that are watching this struggle with addiction that that's a, still an area.
1: Like, my insecurities are like. Sure, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like. Yeah. I, I don't know, I just think if, if you give it a, if you give some, if you just stay clean and sober for, if you give it some time, and then, like, good things will start happening, you know what I mean, whether you get a job or whatever it is, dude, you start feeling good about yourself, you know what I mean, and 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 you start to just, like, it's just easier to let things go, I don't know, and I just was like, it just, it just happened, I was just like, I'm okay with it, you know, like, I'm... Good with it. Yeah. You know, so yeah. it's just, it was just hard to let go of all the, the way I was before. But just like from just staying clean and sober, dude, just like all like in the work you know, you got to put the work in, but like it, it, it just all fell into place. And it was just like, like I said, just a process, everything. It's just easier to deal with stuff, you know, like, dude, like I drive a hoopy car, whatever, and I'm okay with it, you know what I mean? Yeah. But like, I've never really cared what people think. I mean, I do now, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, I'm going to be me no matter what, but, like, I'm, I'm, I'm just clean. I'm just happy, I'm clean and sober, and I'm not locked up, or I'm not on the streets. Mm-hmm. So I'm just grateful for whatever I got. Like, any little thing I got, like, I'm just happy. And That's I'm, true. like, pretty, I'm not a materialistic person. I don't need to drive a fancy car or have a bunch of money. like, you know, just not too long ago, I was on food stamp. Like, dude, i dude. I have more fun. I more fun with the food stamp card than someone that's got a million bucks. You know sure, what I mean, dude? Sure. I make the best out of anything. Yeah. You know, but uh, it goes back
4: to the money can't buy you happiness thing. If you're in the right state of mind and you're good with yourself and everything you got. Fuck a Rolls Royce. You know what I mean? Like, if you're happy the way you are and the way things are going, like, you get to skate now. You've never been more clear-headed. Right. right? And you're, uh, you know, you're working where you're working. It's like, if you're happy, then fuck, more power to you. That's
1: all you need. Yeah. So,
3: good on you. Yeah. So,
1: it's, yeah, it's good. Like, yeah, and I think when I was on drugs and being the way I am, I was just insecure with myself. Mm -hmm. You know, I just wasn't comfortable with my own skin. Mm -hmm. You know, just... So I was just a piece of shit you know like right. back then so like I know I'm doing the right thing I try I try and treat people with respect Right. you know what I mean and it's just like it's just easier to be like that and it's just uh, I'm just comfortable with my own skin now I don't care what people think like right. oh he's you know because people loved it when I was crazy and lighting people's heads on fire or breaking lighting shit on fire or whatever mm-hmm. and like I did all that already I'm done with that you know what I mean and like I'll listen to goofy music, I'll do whatever, you know what I mean? Like, I just, like, as long as I'm happy, I'm, I'm good, you know? I mean, yeah. I don't care what people think, you yeah. know? Like, i paid my dues, I did what I did, and so it's just time to move on, and then I'd be happy for myself. Well, yeah, like. It's
0: almost like that people-pleasing thing, you know, when you talk about, like, lighting your head on fire and shit, it's like, they didn't really actually value Andy as a person, just this fucking nutty dude that would do crazy shit. And yeah. it's like but they didn't actually sit and like get to know Andy. Right. They just got to know this
1: persona. Yeah, You know. absolutely. Cause that's what, pe- I'd walk in a, a room or part, whatever, like what's Andy gonna do? You know, like they wanted to see something crazy, you know, and I felt like I had to do that. You had like, to perform. Just be that crazy dude. Yeah. And I was, you know, but like, I just, I just thought I had to like be this crazy dude doing crazy, stupid stuff, you know? Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. And, uh,
1: you know, I'm just comfortable on skin now, Where I'm just, I'm good, I'm about like, you know? I know how to turn it on and have, like be loud and have fun or whatever, yeah, right. right. I turn it on, you know what I mean? I got boundaries now, like I could be around people drinking or whatever, but I, I, I'll cut it short and, and like, I'm, I'm, you know, we're yes. starting to get wild. I'm going to move on. Exactly. You know, Does that
0: sounds familiar. Yeah, it's this guy too. <laughs> yeah.
1: I
4: want to retract a statement. I said a fuck a Rolls Royce, but don't get me wrong. I would love a Rolls Royce. I'm um, but oh, that I, would yeah, yeah. I just I was thinking about that. I'm like, no, I would love one of those. But that's not like I'm not right. going to be happy until I get one. That's not right. how it is. But anyways, he's the same way. Yeah, he can be because I I. I know. It's okay. You can be honest. I annoyed the fuck out of you. (laughs) You. No, 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 not at (laughs) all. But like, (laughs) there's a couple bears flowing. He's good. But once it gets to a certain point, he dips out. But that's normal. That's
0: normal. You don't have to be around But I. But it's like, I'm so, like, one of my defects is... Is kind of like as a child, I felt be seen, not heard, and know I'm a people pleaser, which yeah. has actually led me to be a passive aggressive and a total fucking dick, and end up hurting people because I just didn't speak up and go, you know, I'm not comfortable with this, or you know what, I get you might want that for me, but that's about, I'm you know, right. So I'm still working on it. Yeah. Like I heard someone, not too long ago and it was uh, and here I am thinking I'm doing the right thing and it's like oh fuck I didn't you know I was yeah. being passive aggressive and then it ended up hurting them but anyways with Mikey it'll be like ah oh, so we gotta you know whatever event or something I'm like well once people start he's like fuck dude I know I, I got you you're my brother I already know yeah, at a yeah. certain point you're dipping out dude it's totally cool right but I looked to him for validation because I know he gets that part of me and cares but and yeah. I'll shoot you straight with yes. love. I'll say it with love. Yeah.
4: But, he, but he does give me the bloop, bloop, or like the oh, yeah, t fast, fast, fast forward. forward.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like, it's like,
4: Jason, what time is it? Well, you know, funny story about clocks. They were invented by a young man. I'm just like, motherfucker, what time is it? <laughs> <laughs> Get to the fucking point. But it's with love.
0: But it's with love. <laughs> I cycle with love. Oh, <laughs> shit. Uh, okay, where, where are you at like with the 12 step process? Where do you think you're at? And it, I mean, are you like reworking all 12 steps? No, I
1: haven't even finished them. I'm I'm got to finish my sixth step,
0: yeah.
1: And uh, I have been slacking a little bit, I just found so much, but like it, it's uh starting to get to where I'm feeling guilty, you know what I mean? Sure, because it feels so good when you're doing them, and uh, when I talk to my buddy Josh, my sponsor, like. It feels good afterward, you know what I mean? And I'm like doing something, you know? So I've been in like a little slump, like just doing my thing, but I'm, I won't lose sight of it. You know what I mean? I'm gonna finish these steps and keep it going and, and do my thing, you yeah. know? Cause it feels good. Like when you're doing good things for yourself, like working on yourself, yeah. man, it's like the best feeling. It's like a high itself, mm-hmm. you know? And he's such a good dude and he helps me out so much, man. It's good to sit down and just talk with him, you know? What do you think the challenge of uh, step six is for you? The challenge, dude I just like just my, my my character? Do you know what I mean? My 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 characters, deep and stuff, and and uh, to zero in on them and like tune them up and make sure they're they're good. Yeah. You know, but I just uh, sometimes I just get overwhelmed. I, see, I get so overwhelmed still. Like that's another thing I got to work on. I. I um, I, I still like will say yes to anybody and I like got so much different stuff going on and I start losing track of what I need to do for myself. So that's where I got to reel it back in mm-hmm. and start working on my steps. Because without doing that, that's my foundation, you know what I mean? And if you don't got your foundation, you know, like it, it could slip away. Mm-hmm. That's what happened before, You know, I thought I had it on my own. Oh, I got it, you know what I mean? And I didn't, right. it
0: snatched me up you know so it's, it's almost like that thing goes haha ha, you fucking think you do? I'm gonna show you another thing fucker yeah but uh, thanks for sharing because I kind of feel like I gotta thats I gotta jump back again and start all over yeah you know? yeah so it's like you know so yeah. I'm sure there's other people in the same kind of scenario
1: yeah and it'll be cool to finish them and then like to be able to sponsor you know sure. someone in yeah. like pass it on pass it you know? exactly yeah
2: because that's what it's
1: all about mm-hmm. you know like it's neat like yeah me working at New Origins, you know, I started off being a, a, I went through a program, graduated, and then they asked me to be a house manager. Mm-hmm. And I did that for, I think, almost a year, I think. And just being with all the clients, that that's where my passion is, like, talking to them, hanging out with them, and like, just being an ear form, you know? Like, show them some love. Some of them, some of them don't ever get that, like, dude, I love you. You know what I mean? That's what's cool about Ron and John, the, the dudes at New Origins. Like, they tell you, dude, I love you. They mm-hmm. give you a hug. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that's neat. Some of these, these dudes that come through that don't get that, you know? Never had that, mm-hmm. you know? You just show that, man. Like, dude, if someone actually cares for me, you know? Yeah. But, dude, I'll sit down. With, and I hang out there all the time, you know? Because I moved out and I live with some sober friends now and got my own place. But... I always hang out at that house where I was being a house manager because they're just so cool, you know what I mean? And it's just like, they come from all over the country, you know what I mean? All over. And it's just like, like when they're struggling, man, like they get through it, man. You know, and I just try and do whatever I can to uh, keep them around and like they feel like splitting, like try, you know, like, you're good here. Just give it a chance, yeah. man. Like, dude, like good things will happen without you even expecting it. Mm-hmm. Just gotta give it a chance, you know. And you know, cause some of these dudes struggle, you know, never gave it a chance or had anyone care for him or you know. And yeah, man. So I love everybody that goes through there, man. Like, it, it, it helps me stay sober, you know. Glenn? Yeah, for so, sure. It's pretty neat, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it's, it's cool. It's funny. Yeah, and it's, it's a great. cool thing, too, is maybe for just people that are watching because uh, they enjoy the podcast fans of yours or whatever it is, and not recovery, that it's, it's cool to see the newbies and it's cool to sit with the, the person that's had 30 years. You get yeah. something from both of them that's just yeah, you know enlightening and it'll kind of keep you in... I don't know if inspired's the right word, but focus that there's a reason that you've eliminated substance abuse from your life or whatever thing that you were abusing you know right so
1: yeah I mean you could go to a meeting and like it could be a boring meeting but there's going to be that one person speaking that might say something that just might catch your ear and then you could take a little you could take a little bit from anybody that speaks you know mm-hmm. what I mean if, if your ears are open mm-hmm. you know what I mean like oh alright I could relate to that alright oh he went through that and he, this is how he dealt with like whatever mm-hmm. take a little piece of that whether it's like you know cause you some of these clients or even me I've been to meetings where like oh man it's boring but like man you gotta, you gotta be open mind. like yeah there's gonna be that one person that's gonna say something that's gonna be like whoa yeah yeah. yeah, man, mm-hmm. I get it you know? but, I, but like
0: I try to remember even in some of them that I've, I've whatever the reason maybe it was my mindset why it was boring or it just was but it's like okay I'm being of service to someone because that they're having an audience and they need that that share yeah. you know Absolutely. I mean it's like you know normally we might go see a therapist one-on-one and here it is it, it you know again going back to like a guy like me that felt seen not heard like I'm sure there's people that this guy needs to shut the fuck up he's going five minutes over his time or whatever but for me and my own thing it's like I'm being heard and it gives me that value yeah. I try to remember that with someone else yeah for sure you know? <clears throat> absolutely so, Mikey Jason what are you thinking we gotta ask Andy so I, I need to know some of your favorite skating stories man skating stories or even some of the that, cool production stories when you were doing you know stuff where it was to be skating
1: to be filmed and everything dude I I've had some <clears throat> when I rode for Consolidated we didn't have much money they they bought a, like a hoopty van and it was like those ones with the extended like top. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. They yeah. gutted it and we made like a little bed in the back, and wasn't a very nice band. We went on like a two month tour. I was with like Jesse Paez, Richard Paez, their brothers, my buddy Carmatasha, Alan Peterson, and Doug Sains. and we We're on a two month trip, and uh, two months is a long time in a shitty band. Yeah. And like this was before like cell phones and all this. Like use the map to get anywhere, and. Uh, we were young, in my early 20s, and dude, we were just partying, raging, and so much crazy stuff would happen, like, dude, our, we we got into fights, like, we, we were in Austin, Texas, and we were skating, and we were picking up on these little local skater, like, girls that were hanging out at the park, and they had boyfriends, but they were, like, skating, they got jealous, and <clears throat> we jumped in the car afterwards, you know what I mean, and Took off driving down the freeway, and all of a sudden the car's like shaking. We're like, "What the fuck?" And we pull over. They have loosened our lug nuts, uh-huh. off, like to get us. You know what I mean? Like, this was all on one trip. So like that happened. Dude, we we went to like one of those warp tours, and uh, we ran at, at it was. We we're getting ready to go to Massachusetts. I forgot where we were at, but that was our next stop. But we ran into the dudes that we we're going to do this demo for. It, uh, ZT Maximus, they were at the Warped Tour, and Jesse and Rich—they're big-time stoners. So they they, they gave uh, those dudes like a big old sack of Thai weed or some kind of weed, you know? And we put it in the um, in the camera bag. Mm-hmm. And I remember we went back out, and there's bands playing, and some girls rocking out, whatever, and whatever, trying to get on stage. So I like grabbed her like by her ass to throw her up on stage. Like just I didn't think that, you know, and I just want to toss her up there mm-hmm. and she didn't like it, so she went and got these dudes and like after you know, we're all raging, like we're just sitting, drinking, and all these dudes rushed around me. And uh, I'm like, dude, you grabbed my, my, my chick's ass. I was like, dude, I just want to toss her on stage, you know what I mean? Like I don't give a fuck. I'm yeah. a girl, whatever and right. uh so one of his buddies came around behind me and he had a bottle in his hand. He was gonna hit me over the head. And my buddy Richard, like, grabbed it from him. You know what I mean? Cops ended up coming, kind of break it up, but I was so wasted, I was fucking with these cops. Like, I was just, I'm surprised they didn't take me to jail. Mm-hmm. And they're like, all right, you wanna be an asshole? Let's see what's in your van. I'm like, this, we're gonna go search, what are you guys from, California, whatever. They went to our van, they went through, like, the whole van. And they found the. They went through the camera bag and found the weed. We had been filming on this camera the whole trip, and we're gonna make a video at the end of it, you know. And they're like, "Whose weed's this?" All of us are like, "Not mine. Not mine. Not You know, none of us are claiming it. Oh, so you guys aren't gonna claim it, but we're taking this camera. Oh. We're like, oh no way, right? (laughs) So we call back home and like tell Jason and Keenan, the owner, you know, like, dude, we lost the camera weed. So they had to like call the police station and like. You know, do their own skateboard trip. We keep like, the weed. We, give us the camera. Yeah, <laughs> that's all it was. Yeah. They ended up like I had. I remember like hiding in the van because I was the one that like they were pissed at, and uh, they were just like, "Fucking, here's the camera. Where's Spider Man outside? My my te- my head touching away yeah. and They were like, "Where's the? Like, oh, you go out, You know, I just hid. And all right, like, right. You guys leave this town and never come back. You know what I mean? So we got the camera back. You know. And then we were in Louisiana and we, we all took mushrooms in the hotels. ran was like hurt by lightning. So we just took mushrooms, we're in, in the hotel room and we're just raging and we destroyed the hotel. Someone calls the cops, cops come up, we're all frying on mushrooms. And they're like, dude, you guys destroyed this room, pack your shit and get out of our, our town, state line. Like they escorted that. we're on mushrooms. Escorted us to like the county line or whatever and got us out of there it was all on one trip. And then I, I don't what else happened. I don't know. Oh, we are like after that warped, after they got the weed, we like ended up driving to a hotel. And my buddy Doug is driving, and you know, the clearance of the ho- hotel, yeah, the, yeah. Uh-huh. So you we know, all been drinking a little bit, and he pulls up and he doesn't judge the thing, and he hits it, and he freaks out and gasses it, and he fucking just drives through, and it rips off the whole top. (laughs) I stand up, you know, like, dang, the thing's upside down, like, we could use that as a boat, so it was flipped over, like, that's our new little fishing boat, you know? He was freaking out. So we, like, had to sleep in the parking lot next morning, we woke up, and we, like, threw it on the van, and, like, we had to drive on the freeway, and we're holding it, and, like, went to a hardware store and, like, got, like, the, the caulking or whatever and yeah. the screws and, like, had to get it back in. And then, it, then it, like, the car started, uh, it went out so where we had to hot wire it. So, you had to start hot, every time we turned it off, we had to pop the hood, spark it up, and then start it up. Right. You know what I mean? And then, uh, we, I, I so for two months, we were going through all this crazy stuff. And, uh. We got one more demo to do. We're in Colorado. We're on our way back. We got this last stop the night before. We hook up this local dude, and he's uh, he's like, yeah, I know where this party's at, right? And we go there, and it's like uh, all these pro snowboarders, like all these. And we never got along with snowboarders, you mm-hmm. know? or like, whatever. And Richard was young. Jesse's little brother. He was like 17 on the trip, and he was he was a little shit, you know. He'd cost some. He liked to bite and cause a ruckus. I don't know. Like they're all in the hot tub, and I don't know if Richard like peed in it or something while they were in there and uh they didn't like it and they kicked us out and we argued arguing back with them so the, the whole party went outside and we we one dude wanted to fight me he's like all right let's me and you i'm like all right he'd been drinking a little bit more than i have i'm like all right well, let's do this mm-hmm. right We, i hit him i knock him out right happens again another dude's gonna come up and hit me over the head with a bottle my buddy Karma grabs the skateboard out of the van and hits dude over the head and lays him out. He's like doing the fish. He freaks out. He gets his shirt ripped off and he runs and he disappears. No cell phones back then. So, our last demo, the demo is the next day. He's just gone. Jesse and Richard are at the end of the cul-de-sac fighting. Whole party of these big old snowboarder dudes. We're all brawling. Alan, one dude, hides in the van. He doesn't get out. He just lets me, Jesse, Richard, and Karma do all the fighting, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, so those, Jesse and Richard at the end of the cold sack. I'm like, dude, we got to get out of here. Let's get sketchy, you know. So I was like, Doug, you got to start. You got to pop the hood and, like, start the. He's trying to hot wire, and they're, like, throwing shit at us, hitting us. We start it up, and it starts. I'm like, get in, Doug. And we turn, I got to turn around and pick Jesse and Richard up. So we pick them up. They're by, and they jump in. And as I turn around, we're going to go out the. To past their house, they had blocked the whole street. And they got hockey sticks and all these, like, they're you know, they're going to fuck us up. Oh, so I'm like, dude, I'm running these dudes over. So I just, like, gas it. And I'm just like, I'm going to hit whoever's in the way. They better get out of the way. And I just floor it. They ended up jumping out and busted out our way, like, hit, hit the side of the van, knocked out the windows, and fucking like, <laughs> chaos. We drove away. and
4: pulled This was all on
1: the two-month trip. That, that two-month trip. <laughs> this was all on one trip and we pulled over on the side street and could hear cops coming and we turned the lights off and they went and then we took off and we were with the buddy that was showing us around and we went back to his house but we lost karma right. he had walked like he slept underneath the um like a safeway truck like at the back of, mm-hmm. of a grocery store or whatever and then he had a friend he walked like five miles somehow got a pay phone and like called and like walk by Miles, we found out where he was, picked him up, and then those snowboard dudes were like, we're gonna see you tomorrow at that demo, we're gonna fuck you guys Uh-oh, up. Oh, they knew so he you guys working. Yeah, they <laughs> saw the, guy, the skateboard dudes. Yeah. So we split on that one and just ended up driving home, but like, that was just one of the uh, uh, random skateboard trip <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that was just one you know
0: yeah uh, fuck sounds like a that good for
4: you Jason that start I, got more, <laughs> that man, I, was I got more I that got more that was just consolidated It's not like, anti alright we'll or have to
0: figure out part two some other time yeah. but just, just stories of trips uh, some fun random questions Andy yeah of course
4: alright Mikey you're up first um here it's just, it's not random. It's very uh, relevant to what, but who are your top three all-time favorites? Skateboarders.
1: Man, top three. Top three, hard. yeah. But it has to be top three. Not in not in specific order right. of first, second, third, but just three. I would say biggest, like info that were just like, it'd be Jay Adams, mm-hmm. John Cardiel, and Jason Jesse. Love Cardiel too. And if I had to sneak another one in, in there, like, like uh, it'd be Julian Stranger. just like, dude's mm-hmm. that, I just, yeah. But Jay, Jason. John. For sure. Yeah. yeah. Did you gotta see them skate? Did you get to see them all skate live? Yeah. like I, Me and John were on the same. We're on Anti Hero together. Right, okay. We skated. And then um, I lived with Jay Adams for a while. He was the oh, first really? one to actually shoot me up with heroin. You like, lived with him in San Cruz, right? Yeah.
4: I remember seeing that on. Was that on Epic Later, too? I think yeah, that might so. have been. Yeah, yeah, that's where I've seen Yeah, he's the
1: first one to... Yeah, he'd come and see me, because he lived in Hawaii. He'd buy an ounce of the heroin, and he'd take it back, so it's so expensive there. Right. So they could make some money or whatever. But, uh, yeah, my first time, he was, I smoked it. You know what I mean? He's like, this is the way to do it. I see your arm. I'm just like... <laughs> That not was, that I blame him for I was no, already right. smart. Right, you right, know right. what I mean. So yeah. I'm not saying. And but once like, that
4: happened, that's when it hit the ground running with shooting as opposed to smoking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: absolutely. Gotcha. You gotcha. know what I mean? It was just last a long, whatever. You yeah. know, if you're gonna do it, do it the right way. You know? Yeah. You yeah. said, but yeah, Jay, and then yeah, Jason was like, he wasn't a uh, wasn't a, a drinker or did drugs, but he was just so radical on a skateboard, and he was just a maniac. Mm-hmm. It was just cool. Like he didn't need none of that. And he was just so rad, I was just like, dude, I love that guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He was the godfather of my kid, and like, we do the driven skateboard, like I said, yeah, we do that, that skateboard company. Like So, like, yeah, those dudes were a big influence on my That's skateboarding awesome. for sure, man. Yeah. Definitely. All right, so in a weird
0: scenario, somehow you're on a <coughs> deserted island with, with electricity, and you have, uh, you can watch one movie, have one movie with you, and one music
1: album. What might they be? Um... I like the movie The Wanderers, like old like I movies from like the 60s or 70s. It's like uh they're like the those are the Baldies, the Ducky Boys. It's like a, a gang movie from way back then. It's almost like uh, pre the Outsiders. Yeah, kind of yeah. like yeah, yeah, kind of that vibe. Yeah, it's that would be a movie that I love that I'd pick and um, an album mm-hmm. like uh, probably van halen um we we're just talking about van halen yeah <laughs> i don't know which album though man you got me stuck on that <laughs> but yeah but well are you're it. with david lee Roth? okay right, right yeah see a lot of
0: people hate on me but i'm a huge sammy hagar guy like i was a you know because a kid thought montrose was badass and then his solos that's so all i kind of i saw him with sammy far more than i saw him with david lee Roth. right but, but yeah, that first shit, it was just like Come on, I mean, yeah, like I said, I think you're five, six years older than me, so like the first time I heard it, I was like, what the hell is that? We all heard Eruption and just went, what yeah. the fuck,
1: you know? So. Yeah, I seen David D. Roth uh, when I was in New York one time when I was with Julian Stranger and we were drinking in uh, Washington Square Park where that movie Kids was filmed. Oh yeah, yeah I don't yeah, know yeah. if you remember that, Larry yeah. Clark film. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were drinking and all the Jamaican sell weed there, you know, it's like a pretty happening spot. And we're drinking wine and all of a sudden the whole place gets raided by all these cops. They come on horse every undercut, all that. And we see one dude getting arrested in like a straw hat and a trench coat. And we're like, ask there's a lot of lot of cops around here. We're like, dude, that some who is that dude? You know what I mean? Like that has to be somebody. And like in the newspaper, as I was found out later, it was David, David. DeBron. <laughs> oh, he was, was trying to buy weed and got busted. You know what I mean? Got seen, uh, um,
0: they arrested. Oh, oh, shit, yeah. that's too much.
4: All right, I got one for you. Would you, and you're, you're from what I've said in your past, you're a fighter. You know what you're doing. You know how to throw hands. But would you rather fight one horse-sized chicken or ten chicken-sized horses?
1: Oh. Ten. Yeah. Because uh, then they're all attacked, you know what I mean? <laughs> I scramble grab one or something and like take that one out. I don't know. Like, uh, yeah, I, I used to. Uh, I think uh, you'd I'd be fight. down to fight them all. Uh, all right. yeah, that's what I mean. I would take them all. Like, take <laughs> it all off. I like more chaos where like, and I like pain too. I didn't get beat up too. That was a big part. I used to love when I was like younger. Yeah. Get beat up. I'd get, that's like, that's how many times I've been knocked out. These stars. Every time I got a black eye or knocked out, I would add a star. I'd pick like on the biggest dudes. Like no shit. School, I'm like, what if they like steroid dudes? Like, oh, got yeah, a little pee-pee or something. Like, hey, I don't want to get under the skin. I'm like, you knocked me out. When I wake up, I'll, I'll shake your hands. Not, we're fighting. You know what I yeah, mean? The yeah. first time I got knocked out, I'd add a star. You know what I mean? That's the first time we've gotten that answer.
0: Bring yeah. them all on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're just a competitor at heart. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, it's fucking inherent in you. Uh, favorite curse word?
1: Curse word? Um i probably say fuck a lot. I'd yeah, uh, say that one a lot. A yeah. lot of different things. However you want.
2: And I, different
4: emotions too. Like fuck or fuck. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like yeah, it's, yeah. It's very, yeah, yeah. It's very, yeah. You can
1: use it out Absolutely. And I, I do use it a lot sometimes. But when I teach the, my, uh, the kids, mm-hmm. I don't ever cuss. You know what I mean? Yeah. But when I'm with my, my homies or whatever, like, I, I, I let them roll out. <laughs> let them fun. Yeah, okay. yeah,
3: yeah.
4: Um, pet peeves. I know you. I know you're more patient now. You sit on things before you react. But what are just some little pet peeves? They don't even need to be
1: big. Just shit that irks you. Like anything. Anything. I hate hair. Like like uh, just from li- li- living with people. Like hair on the sink. Mm. Um. Like on there. Like I, I get grossed like if out. shaved and didn't clean up. Yeah, that yeah. grosses me out. Mm-hmm. People that eat with their mouth like. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's annoying. I just want to wring their necks. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, man, I yeah, those are a couple of them. No, that's, yeah. that's perfect. Yeah. That's, the, you know, just
4: random facts about Andy Roy. You know, don't leave fucking hair in the sink. If yeah. he's ever coming to your crib, clean that shit.
3: Right?
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, Andy, we like to have, uh, leave the guests kind of with the final words. Uh, so, you know, maybe the people who are watching, if they're not necessarily even struggling with... Addiction, but um, you know, kind of any words of advice that you can lend from from you know your life's experience.
1: I I would say, man, that just from what everything I've been to been through, time goes by quick, man. Like when when, when you're young, you want to be older. When you're older, you want to be younger. Mm-hmm. But just from what I know now, it flies by. Like live every day like it's your last. I always say this all the time. Like dude, like, eat up every minute you got. And take advantage of it. You know what I mean? And, uh, dude, live, live every day like it's your last. You know what I mean? A lot, last day alive. Mm-hmm. You know, be, be, be grateful. I don't know, that's how, that's how I am now. Like, just yeah. be grateful, man. Like, dude, you never know when your number could be pulled. You know what I mean? So live it up and, and enjoy it and... Have a blast, you know what I mean? Like like I say, dude, you wake up in the morning and you're and I, when I wake up in the morning and I'm breathing that first air, mm-hmm. uh, That I, when I'm awake, I'm like, it, it, it's fucking on, man, yeah. let's fucking do this. You yeah. know what I mean? So yeah, dude, just live life, dude, and, and enjoy it, man. Cause you never know, I watch so many homies, you never know when your numbers gonna be pulled. You know what I mean? Fucking live it up, get some, yeah. straight up.
0: Andy, this has been a blast, man. Thanks, man. Oh, dude, I
1: I had a great time, dude. Anytime, man. You ever want more stories, dude. I got plenty (laughs) more stories. That's a deal. Yeah. I love stories. I got you. Thanks, brother. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you.
0: Andy Roy. Dude, I you know, I Mikey. Dude's a rat. He is, Uncle Mikey. I wasn't knowing what to to expect. You know, you know a lot. You're far more entrenched because you actually skated. I was a dude that just watched and fell a lot. Uh, but he's so fucking badass, man. What a great dude, and it's so cool to see him. Almost two years sober, and uh, just really turned his life around. And it's it's so awesome to see. It was what I love about him is he he's exactly. How he
4: appears when you see him on, you know, TV, uh, any kind of podcasts or anywhere you've seen Andy, he is exactly the same in person. He doesn't put on a show yep. for anybody. That's just how he is as a person. From the first, the moment I met him, I was just like, "What's up, dude?" And it was just immediately how you see
0: him everywhere, and that's what I love about him. He's real. He's a hundred percent real. Yeah. And uh, speaking of real, we're gonna be real about. Shit that annoys us being communication, most notably text messages. Oh, gosh. (laughs) If you text me, say you have five things to say.
4: Yeah. Don't send me five different messages. Hey, send. I got a question for you. Send. What do you think about this? Send. Just Fucking put it all in one. Just write me one paragraph. I don't care if it's 10 paragraphs long, but just put it in one text. I got the new iPhone. The, the uh, What number are they on? 13 now? I don't Something know. Something like that. I don't know. Um, 11, I just said, give me, give me the new one. And uh, it <laughs> even tells you, do you want to ignore this conversation? With certain people. And, you know, my mom, she could be one of them. I love her to death. I would do anything for that woman. But the way, you know, she and amongst a lot of other people text me, it's like, Fuck! Just send it to me in one. Even if it's a twelve-paragraph essay that
0: you sent me, it's fine. But don't send me twelve separate text messages. Just send it all in one. Yeah. No, I I I'm appreciative of that. The other thing that annoys me is when you're trying to respond to someone and they still keep fucking and, and, texting. Yeah, and then you see the bubbles, you and see, it's like, oh. I mean, that's great that like, a, you know, depending on what phone you're using, we're both iPhone people. You can like hold down now on a message and reply directly to that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which is like helpful, but I'll get like when it's that stream of fucking consciousness and you're just trying to reply to that one thing, it's like, cocksucker, fucking get like, dude, give me, give me like 30 seconds to just send you a reply before you send me the next series of the five little things. It, Cause my brain, I get so overwhelmed and I'll just stop, like, I'm done. That's exactly what I do too. I'll be like, I'm done, and I'll put the phone on the couch or
4: something, and then I'll walk away. I'll go, you know, take a piss, make something to eat, whatever. Like, <laughs> you clearly just want to talk to yourself right now because you're not even giving me a chance to respond. So there, my phone's going to be over there. I will get back to you when I can. I hope that the first option for you is, oh, I'll put the phone down, take a piss. Well, because I pee a lot, I drink a lot of water. Yeah,
0: but uh, are, so you tell me, you never reply to text while you while you're taking a leak. I don't,
4: unless it's really important. Like, if it's, like, a business text or somebody who needs, I need to
0: get back to ASAP, then no. Right. No.
4: no. Okay. I don't.
0: That's a good thing. How do you think we can go about actually getting people, because I've let people know that, though. Like, certain what people. Like, I've let them know, like, do me a favor. Like, send send the whole thought together. I don't want to come off like a dick, and I
4: feel like that can come off as dickish, Um And that's just my own person. I'm not saying you're a dick if you do that or if you say that. I'm just saying that's how I I am. am. And I'm just like, dude, just send it all in one. Like, I tell my mom that all the time, and I feel like she just does it out of spite. (laughs) But, like, other people that I deal with, I'm just like, whatever. I'll just let them send me 17 fucking text messages, and I'll get back to it when I can. Yeah. But I only send back, like, one or two sentences because that's all it takes. And another thing that gets me going is a phone call. That is a quick text message. Sure. Don't call me to tell me you're but outside. I also, just shoot
0: me a text telling me you're outside. I also hate text messages where people try to have the conversation that could be a quick phone call. And it's just like, they'll f- like okay, if I text, our texts are what? One to two sentences at most? Mm-hmm. Okay? Because we can clearly communicate like, here's a simple example. If uh, my girlfriend or something... Babe, did you eat dinner? No, are, I haven't. Are you hungry? Yes, I am. Would you like me to pick something up? Sure. Uh, pizza sounds good. Great. I'll get pizza. See you at 7:30. It's like boom, let's get to the fucking point, but where it's like this thing that it's this long drawn on keep go- it's like uh you're or driving here on a phone fucking call. Fucking nuts. I'm going
4: to go get food. All right. Oh, get me bubble and no, just text it to me. I'm going to forget. Just All fucking right. text it to me. And be specific, because I am literally going to read word for word on what you say, so. What happens whenever
0: uh, we, we do lunch runs? Just that, right? Just text me. Just text it to oh, me.
4: Oh, get me a... I don't I don't. fucking care. Just text me. <laughs> I'm not going to... Re- you know me. I'm not going to remember, remember any shit. <laughs> Thank you for listening to What Grinds My Gears with Mikey.
0: <laughs> what Grinds My Gears. And, and this is My Gears Are Grinded with Uncle Mikey and uh, Jason over here, huh? Oh, shit. Well, we got some great uh, podcast uh, guests coming up for you guys. Next week, we have uh, Tim Ryan. You might know him from A&E's Dope Man, uh, Dope to Hope as well. And, of course, his amazing wife, Jennifer Jimenez. You might know her from uh, Real Housewives. She was in Blow. She was on Celebrity Rehab. And we just had a really great, fun conversation with them. Excited to share because we kind of get more into the aftermath Mm -hmm. of of recovery like when sobriety starts to stick and you deal with everything else Plus, we do talk uh, some of Jim's uh, movies that she was in, TV shows, uh, co-stars, all kinds of other stuff. Well, she was in my top
4: three, man. She my top three, Blow. I love that movie. Yeah. I've been in love with that movie forever, and it was just a real treat talking to both of them because they're both very inspirational and very informative, and uh, looking forward to you guys listening to it.
0: Yeah, speaking of inf- uh, informative and inspirational, also a really fun read. Uh, knocking Doors Down, The Autobiography by Carlos Vieira. The sale of this book, 100% of all proceeds. Go directly back to the Carlos Vieira Foundation's Race to Be Drug Free program that's keeping kids in after school activities, off the streets, away from gangs. And these programs are free to kids in our local community. And it's just a great read. It reads like a movie, it is inspirational, it's insightful. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of different stuff in there that it's like, holy shit. So, Hey, pick it up. Great read. Something that uh, I have refer back to kind of when I have some of those moments. Maybe I couldn't make a meeting or something. Reminds me, hey, other people have been through these thoughts, feelings, and, and things themselves. So very cool book. And, of course, you can pick that up uh, by uh, clicking that link in the podcast description. And it's also available on Amazon by searching Knocking Doors Down in the books section. Uncle Mikey. What? Anything else, brother? No, I'm going home. On that note, keep knocking doors down. Strengthening
3: communities, providing resources, building awareness, empowering youth in need to overcome adversity and achieve success. This is what the Carlos Vieira Foundation is all about. Through our campaigns, the Race for Autism, Race to End the Stigma, and Race to Be Drug-Free, we're able to help so many in need. Our goal is to provide support to families and children and give these families opportunities that might not normally arise. Learn more and find out how you can get involved. Visit Carlos carlosvieira.com. Foundation.org
2: today. This podcast contains the views and opinions of the knocking doors down hosts and their guests to the show. The content here should not be taken as medical advice. The content here is for informational purposes only. And because each person is sharing their unique perspective, please consult your healthcare professional for any medical questions views and opinions expressed in the podcast and website are our own and do not represent that of our places of work while we make every effort to ensure that the information we are sharing is accurate we welcome any comments suggestions or correction of errors